0: Welcome back to this week's edition of the Rock and Roll Ghost Podcast. This week we have Eric, uh, actor and author, Richie Stevens, whose uh, book, The Gangster's Guide to Sobriety, is out now. Uh, it came out in May. Uh, welcome to the show, Richie. How are you today?
1: Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me on. I'm pretty good. How about you?
0: Good. Hold on one second. Sorry, I'll have to edit that out Grace popped in and out, so. (laughs) Yeah,
1: sorry, my Zoom app crashed for a second. Sorry, guys.
0: I'll let you get back into it. All right. Uh, Hold on one second. OK, so tell me a little bit about what uh, started you on the path to writing the book in the first place.
1: Um, well, so, so, uh, I'm a sober alcoholic and drug addict and, um, part of the deal of, of being sober, I, I, I got, I got sober by going to 12 step meetings and part of the deal of that can be about telling your story to people, you know, let them know how you recovered. And I have been doing that for a lot of years, um, in the program I'm in and, and, uh, and then I just, uh, a lot of people suggested I should write a book. And I finally got around to doing it. I thought uh, it might be helpful to people and it's a pretty crazy story. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> So what, what, um, you approached, uh, the guys, uh, John Altshuler and Dave, uh, Krensky, uh, how did you, I mean, were you looking to them specifically or how did you go about for like, you know, co-co-writers on this?
1: Uh, no, not at all. Like uh, origin like so, John and Dave were the the creators of Silicon Valley and King of the. There there were showrunners on King of the Hill. They're they're big big Hollywood writers. But um, I didn't contact them about the book at all. I actually the reason I got in touch with them at the start is because I was helping out a buddy who had a comedy project and he wanted to get it uh, produced. So he asked me to reach out to some people. So that's that's the reason I reached out to them at the start.
0: Oh, oh, that's so, all. That yeah,
1: okay. yeah. I was trying to help out a friend because at that point, like my original draft of the book wasn't finished, and I didn't even really think of it as a comedy, you know. So, um <laughs> so, so yeah, I, you know, my friend's project wasn't really a fit, but uh, they were interested in my story, and and um, you know, John, John asked if I wanted to partner up on it because the idea was to make it into a TV show and. We, we went to his manager and, and the manager basically said it's easier to get a show green if you have a book so um we first of all we we took my original book to um uh a book agent and she said it's a pretty crazy story it's great but i don't know how to sell this um because it was like really long it was epic mm-hmm. and and uh, john came up with the idea of rewriting the book based on the 12 steps because then it would be more accessible to people and and uh, so then we rewrote the book together um, formatted because that's how I recovered you know by doing the twelve steps so right yeah that's how that's how it came about. we partnered we rewrote the book together and the the current version is a lot shorter than my original
0: yeah, definitely I mean it's it's uh, like hundred and seventy something pages I believe
1: mm-hmm
0: um. So how did you find, uh, you know, what was it about John and Dave that spoke to you that you could enter in this partnership together?
1: Well, um, they were just really good guys. and. There's there's not a lot of good guys here in Hollywood. <laughs> there's all kinds <laughs> of sharks and everything, and and they were genuinely nice guys, and and uh, I was a big admirer of of their of their work. You know, everybody loves Silicon Valley and King of the Hill, and they did Blades of Glory too. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it was amazing that 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 we got to work together because I, I really respect their work and they're genuinely good fellows. So um, yeah, was, I was I trusted them with my story, yeah.
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the show is—you're still, you guys are all still developing it, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got a bunch of production companies interested at the moment. We don't know, we don't know what path we're going to take yet, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of interest in it.
0: Cool, cool. Um, and how how um, different is it for you to translate your story from uh, initially your just your version of the book to now the one that's released and then turning that into a show. What what can you kind of say about uh, the, the, the difference between those processes early to now transforming it into a different medium entirely?
1: Um, well, originally what the way I wrote it out was I just wrote everything that happened to me, all the crazy stuff from age 14, 15 up to about 29, 30. So there was like a lot of material in there and, and What we did with the book, we distilled it down so that it wasn't so bleak and it wasn't so, uh, it it was more digestible to a regular person, you know? And uh, part of writing the book with John and Dave, too, when I wrote my original chronology, there wasn't a lot of introspection like, why did I do this? How did I feel about this? You know, it was literally this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And then God knows how it's going to go in terms of the TV show. It'd probably be one hour drama, I would imagine. Okay. You know, Fair yeah.
0: Right. Um, well, you know, and uh, how, do you, how, how do you feel about the finished product in regards to the book? Right? And how, how do you feel it's being received so far?
1: Yeah, I'm really happy with it so far. You know, I feel like it's authentic. And I, I, I've got like a lot of people have contacted me, you know, it's been kind of touching, you know, a, a lot of people have reached out to me and mostly strangers, but also people from my past who didn't know the kind of things that had been going on with me. So it's, it's, it's been pretty profound.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I, I don't know if I just asked this, but I apologize if I'm kind of re-asking it. What was just, what was your, you know, decision? What was your need to make it, to write a book in the first place? Um,
1: well, because a lot of people suggested to me that I should write yeah. one. Well, usually when, you know, I've spoken at meetings maybe 50 times so far. you right. will ask, ask me a lot and, and, um, you know, there's usually not not another Irish guy around. I live in L.A. There's not a, a huge amount of us here, and there's not a whole lot of sober Irish guys, and there's not a whole lot of sober Irish guys who used to be a criminal. Right. <laughs> so it's a pretty unusual story, and and I could talk for hours and hours and hours about my story, but but um usually when you come to meetings, they're it's pretty short, usually twenty minutes or half hour. And I guess right. people always want to hear more, and and um you know. I kept my story quiet for a long time. Like, people in recovery knew my story because you're supposed to be honest in recovery about what went on, but yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'm an actor in Hollywood and I always play these bad guys on TV and and most of the Hollywood people had no idea that I really used to be one. So yeah. part of it too was, like, about being authentic um, and also that it could potentially help somebody else who's struggling or, or maybe the family of somebody who, who has an addict or an alcoholic in their family and they don't understand it, you know? And and the fact that I'm still alive and I'm not in jail, like, you know, I should be dead or, or in jail. And, yeah. and I'm not, and and it's a positive story. I, I, I got help and, and I was able to um, change the road that I was on. So if somebody like me, can can get their shit together. they probably hope for anybody,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you definitely describe the, you know, the complete essence of being of hitting your bottom, um, you know, in the book. And uh, there's just so much of it that I, I, I found fascinating, actually. But uh, I, that that particular uh insight into just you know knowing when you really hit bottom and not going over the edge um you know that not many people you know get get to both stages you know necessarily and and just getting past that is is a herculean effort I, i would imagine
1: well you know i had a lot of help from other people i don't I don't really get pat myself on the back, you know, I have a lot of dead friends who weren't so lucky, you know. Um, I didn't mention all of it in the book, but like I had like multiple suicide attempts down through the years and pretty much every time somebody else like stepped in and stopped me, you know, and and um, I was very fortunate that there was people around to help me when I was in a bad spot, and the guy who who actually took me to meetings at the start and showed me how to live a different way, he really saved my life. That was uh, Bernard, or Americans would say Bernard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he he saved my life. So I I didn't do this on my own. I got lots of help, and I was very very. No, fortunate. no, I
0: meant I meant more the, the you you had to do the initial um, realization that you you were bottomed out and that you weren't you're going to you know live on your own that was the part i was getting at oh. like I, I totally get you need yeah. uh you know more assistance but i i was just saying that the, that part alone is just such a huge effort you know yeah you know what it was as well
1: Brad? so like down through the years like related to drinking and getting high or getting in trouble with the cops or you know pissing off the wife or whatever it was like there was a lot of times down through the years where i woke up in the morning really badly hung over really badly coming down and i would say to myself oh my god i need to quit i'm never doing this again i said that so many times and then after i would feel better like a week or two later my mind would change again, <laughs> you know? I, I'll be oh, I didn't really mean that, you know? Uh, maybe I was being overly dramatic. But for some yeah. reason, that time in 2010, the feeling stayed with me. The, uh, it was a blessing that, that I, I didn't change my mind or my mind didn't change again that, that time because I, I had that kind of experience so many times down through the years. But for some reason, September 2010, my mind just stayed in that frame of mind like let's stop doing this let's stop doing this whatever it takes yeah and I I consider that to be a blessing because I have a lot of dead friends who 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 never got that uh, need to to
0: change what they were doing or they weren't able to right right that's a that's actually a really good point um well let's talk a little bit about your acting I mean what you know, you you um, have been in a bunch of shows. Um, can you describe? You mentioned about playing bad guys. I mean, can you describe the the mindset of getting into that character without dredging up too much of reality to you know tempt you in any way? Eh,
1: well, you know, that's what I got tagged as at the start when I started acting. Uh, I took an acting class, and a good acting class will tell you what what type of character you should play. And they told me to start, I'm bad guy, bad guy all day long. So it could have been worse, you know. uh, (laughs) So I I, I started auditioning for bad guy stuff, and, you know, I had so much life experience from, you know, misbehaving and fighting and all the crazy stuff that happened to me. It just, you know... I think most people who play those kind of roles have never had those kind of experiences, so they're imagining what it might be like but for me you know i've I've been in some crazy situations, so I didn't have to imagine and besides right. that you know it it didn't it didn't make me you know wish oh I wish I would still still do this kind of stuff. I'm just grateful that that I'm not doing it anymore and it's yeah. kind of a it, life is kind of ironic because before everybody knew that that was my past all my old cronies that I used to hang out with all the old gangsters from back home and and from from here they they had already seen me on TV and they're like what's this fool doing on TV you know because that was like the inside joke between us for so long and you know now everybody knows yeah yeah
0: um, have, have you been working on anything recently that that's coming out soon uh, acting wise In- i'm on hold for tv show right now uh i'm not allowed to say what
1: it is but it's it's one of my favorite ones so i hope i get it you know um uh uh, you know last year i was on uh, days of our lives i had a run on that and i was on ncis and and i did a a movie that hasn't come out yet uh, called carraganda
0: okay And, and what's that one about
1: it's like a Russian mafia kind of thing. They might make it into a miniseries. I, I haven't heard the latest on it, but uh, yeah, I shot that uh, a few months ago.
0: And I'm, I'm auditioning okay.
1: for stuff all the time too.
0: Yeah, I, and do you make your primary living now as an actor?
1: Yeah, yeah, and a writer.
0: Okay, yeah. well, that's mm-hmm. pretty solid. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, that's the goal. It's good work. Yeah. You can get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's it's not easy. Uh, you know, to to. Be a working actor, I mean, oftentimes it's, um, you know, as far as making, making actual money from it enough to not have to do anything else. Yeah,
1: it takes a little while to get there. Like uh, I did all the, the broke, broke ass factory jobs, you know, I've waited tables, I've bartended, I've driven Uber, I've delivered food. I've been a bellhop at a hotel, you know, all these kind of things. Like, it's all honest work. It doesn't pay as well as the dishonest work, but uh, I've done all those kind of things, and and I also I also do project management in construction.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, because you mentioned that in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you like to do for fun? I mean, now that you know, you're you're more than ten years sober now. I mean, you're. You know, you have, you've obviously had to retool your mind in a lot of ways to have fun in a, in a different way. So mm-hmm. what is it you do for fun?
1: Well, um, I, I like uh, eating out in, in good restaurants. I enjoy cooking. I'm a bit of a foodie. Um, <laughs> I, I smoke cigars. Uh, cigars are my one vice. I, I do enjoy that. And, yeah. you know, I, I enjoy comedy. I like watching TV. I like reading Nothing. Nothing too crazy exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I you know, it's just it's 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 always fascinating to me that the the changing of the mindset from you know being an alcoholic or being an addict and and changing your life radically. You have to, you know, as as you say, it's get in the book. I mean, you know, you you had to really wrestle with a lot of things. Um, you, when uh, Bernard uh, is kind of holding you, t- your feet to the fire, about um, your, uh, oh, what was, damn it, I just panted. the list that you had to make of people you were angry with. Oh, the shit list. You had to admit that you played a part in, in why you were angry at, at them, and I, I think that's, going through all of that's, you know, got to be really difficult, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, Bernard, he gave it to me straight. He didn't fuck around like, yeah. you know, uh, he he wasn't afraid to tell me the truth. Like, so for those who don't know, you know, I call it in the book a shit list. But step four in, in getting sober is make a list of all the people, places and things that you're angry at. And, you know, you're supposed to write this stuff down. And then at the end of it, you're supposed to write, what was my part in it? Yeah, and uh, when I wrote this list, I thought I was a good guy. You know, I I figured even though I was had been a criminal, you know, I I figured overall I was a, a nice guy, and I felt like people people fucked me over, and yeah, yeah. so I, at the start I wrote down this list, and I was like uh, I was I was like happy to write down all these assholes who, who screwed me over down through the years, but at the beginning when 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 I wrote it, I didn't really see that I had a part in it. Yeah. And uh, like, for example, there was this guy years ago, back in Ireland, I got caught by the cops I was dealing, and one of my employees set me up, uh, his name is Ollie, so he yeah. was like top, top of my list, uh, uh, and I was talking to Bernard about my list, and he says, well, who's the, li- who's the first person? I says, Ollie. He says, well, why, what did he do? I says, He set me up with the cops, you know, he ratted on me, and, uh, and Bernard says, what was your part of it? I said, well, I didn't have a partner. I was a yeah. stand-up guy. I ain't never on anybody. Cops offered to to let me off, and you know I, I wasn't gonna ride anybody else. And uh, Bernard looked at me and he says, "Weren't you selling drugs?" I says, "Yeah." And he goes, "Weren't drugs illegal?" I says, "Yeah." <laughs> he says, "Well, if you weren't fucking selling drugs, you wouldn't have got arrested." <laughs> right. And, no. And no. I- I- It was like a revelation to me that, that, like, because I always thought I was a victim. I never, never, I wasn't, it wasn't possible to see my own uh, part and stuff and all these other things I was mad about. I never saw that I had a
0: part, but I really did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I can relate to that. I, I had a, I got divorced a number of years ago. And uh, during my marriage, there were, my, my wife was able to, make me understand that any, any actions I, you know, I did that caused a nev- negative impact to our family, you know, even though I wasn't meaning to do them necessarily, mm-hmm. they it's happened because I did or didn't do something, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, and I've always been a fairly self, not self-centered, self-inward uh, looking person.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: there were still you know things that i didn't really grasp but it's it's kind of amazing you know i kind of went through through that now, now i kind of have that through my head all the time it's like when i get upset about something i have to think well is it their fault or is it mine mm-hmm. it's their somebody's fault i mean you know yeah. you're in traffic and somebody tries to you know tries to get in your lane when you're right there you know mm-hmm not necessarily my fault that they tried to do that it's theirs but you know there's a lot of situations where um you know people don't look inward and they don't mm-hmm. see they, they actually created the situation where the trouble came from
1: yeah oh yeah it's much easier to blame other people than to look at your own part <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. Well, nobody's perfect and uh, yeah and sit like that when you're driving everybody's just trying to get where they're going it's not personal right.
0: You know, I suppose if I'm thinking about it, maybe I was speeding. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't be speeding. And if I wasn't speeding, it wouldn't be right that, you know, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm no angel either. Don't get me wrong. I get mad the same as everybody
0: else. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And,
1: uh,
0: so, what, what are your hopes uh, going forward? I mean, you know, you're obviously you're planning on staying sober. And, and that's a, that's a great thing, but what are your hopes uh, for the future? At, at, even if it's in the immediate future, what are you, what are you looking forward to?
1: Yeah, I, I just want to keep on, keep on doing what I'm doing. You know, yeah, it'd be great uh, if we can get a result uh, uh, in terms of this project, getting, getting a good TV show out of it. I think we will. And, um, you know, I just try to do the best I can keep things simple and, you know, be a good dad, be a good yeah. son, be a good friend, be a good worker—the usual stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no,
0: right you. Lo- right I
1: have a lot to be grateful for. So.
0: Yeah, no, I, you certainly do. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's been a long time of sobriety. And if you're if, if you're keeping it up and you're staying on the path, that's it's a great thing. It's not it's not easy. Um, you know, I have some experience from people in my life mm-hmm. uh, with it and they, it was very it was very difficult for some of them some of them it didn't work out for and mm. uh, some it, some are trying their best you know uh, but yeah. you know you have to try to be there for them but they, they the hardest thing was you know with 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 knowing someone with these problems is knowing that you could only do so much for them you you know, they have to do it for themselves.
1: Yeah. And also it's a sickness, you know, people who people who are addicted to drugs or alcohol, right. they get past the power of choice. And then it really takes something special to, to for them to get out of that. And they, they lose the power of choice. You know, like you see a homeless dude who's, who's on the street and he's drinking, you know, you might just think, oh, why doesn't he just stop drinking and get his shit together? But the fact yeah. is, he's not capable he's gone, Man. he might, he could be gone past the point of choice, like, and then, and, you know, there's help out there, but uh, uh, it's for people who want it, not for people who need it, so you have, yeah, you're right, you do have to want it, and, and, you know, people who, who get sober, it's a miracle, like, you know, because most yeah. don't.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, Richie, I really appreciate you taking the time today, I, I it was really nice talking to you and meeting you, I, I wish you too, know, success on, on the book and hopefully the series goes through and, and hopefully you get that, that show you, uh, you're, you're waiting on.
1: Thanks, Brad. I'll, I'll let you know. I appreciate All right. you having me on. All right. All take right. care. You have a great
0: rest of your day. Okay.
1: You too. God bless. Be good. Right.
0: Bye.